Welcome. This is the Life Habits podcast series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 108, and the topic for today is checking in to stay the course. This is the third installment of my series called Checking In. And these episodes are intended to be relevant during the COVID-19 pandemic and likely will be useful for periods after that as well. When I reflect at the beginning of this pandemic that I was packing up my desk in my studio at work to bring it home to start to work from home, I honestly thought that it might be oh, a few weeks that I might be out of the office and out of the studio. And I think many of us had that same sense. And then it was going to be a little bit longer yet. So that few weeks turned into a few months. And now we're almost at the nine-month mark. And so the early period... I think we all had a particular perspective on how to get ourselves through this period, but it's also gotten to the point now where it's been a long time. And some people have had, you know, a really horrible experience due to the pandemic, whether it's a death in the family due to the virus, the loss of a job, or having to continue to work as a frontline worker and risk themselves to getting the virus. Others are more fortunate than those, and they're still dealing with challenges, though, of working from home, studying from home, and not being able to see family, friends, or colleagues in person. So regardless of what your experience has been these many months, you still need to cope with this continuing pandemic. I'd like to share some suggestions with you now in this episode of things you might want to try in staying the course because this isn't going to be over just yet. Number one is sort of take stock of where we really are. Realistically look at what these infection rates and death rates look like around the globe and the fact that at least in this particular moment, we're in many places in the world going into a second or might even be a third lockdown where we need to stay home and minimize contact with others. So it's also the case that we have this notion that there's now some hope. We now have several vaccines that are close to being available and will be available in the next few months. And so that's at least a positive that we can look at and say, you know, this won't be forever, and there is an end in sight. But that's still not going to bring closure to this really quickly. So we are all looking at still numbers of months of doing things this way. And I recognize that it's really, really frustrating, especially for some people. I think there's a, a sense that the behaviors that we've been expected to carry out, the safe behaviors, so-called. Oh, we've been doing those for a while and we're still in this, so, you know, I'm giving up is what a number of people are saying. And there's also, I think, a difference between 
sort of the the essence of of a person in the sense that um, some people are more naturally good and other people are not so. And I think that when you get the stresses of this kinds of pandemic happening and the kind of changes to behavior that it causes, I think it brings in and brings out rather the the essence of what we all are. And so I think that we need to step back and realize that this frustration that we're experiencing, that we have to keep it in check or else we're going to be causing much, much more devastating behavior. And quite frankly, the pandemic may well last even longer as a result. So my ask is, and my advice is, to stay the course. Realize that we just have a number more months to continue on in the way that we are now with safe behaviors. And then things are going to start to get better. So be positive about the fact that that is now a reality. There was a chance that with this whole situation with vaccines that, you know, the average time to develop a vaccine before this was many, many years, right? So we should all be thankful that we're now seeing right on the horizon, not one, but many vaccines that are also showing really significant promise in terms of their effectiveness. So, that frustration that a lot of people are feeling is also making them way more susceptible to conspiracy theories. And that is that here are these ideas that are now amplified on social media that virtually everybody can get access to now. And they're just simple answers and they're simple explanations. They're simple justifications for not practicing safe behaviors and thinking the whole thing is a hoax, that there's nothing to this. I mean, look at the deaths, look at the, you know, I I just think that there's a natural human tendency to try to look for simple answers. This happens as well in elections, for example. Somebody, it doesn't matter if they're telling the truth, but if they actually say some things that people would love to think is the truth, then they're going to believe that person. I think the same thing happens with regard to these conspiracy theories. So make sure that you distance yourself from them. Don't even engage in a discussion with people that are espousing those uh, theories as well, because those will just get you even more sort of upset. And a large part of this, like I said in the last two podcast episodes in this Checking In series, I think we also want to distance ourselves from the news and really making sure that we get the information we need to know, but don't get so immersed in all the minutia of everything that we're seeing and listening to and reading with regard to this uh, pandemic. You only need a few minutes every day to really get the essence of what it is that the news is. And the rest of the time, you know, you don't need to be focusing on that. And number three here. I want to have you think about taking time for yourself. Everybody that is working is working more than they ever have. Something like a 25% increase in actual amount of work and length of time at work. And a lot of people are really getting kind of burnt out as a result of that. It's only understandable that if you don't have to go very far to go to work, let's say those of you who are I guess, fortunate enough to still be working and working from home, 
it's not very far to go to get to work. And it's also easy just to keep working and working and working and working well into the evening. And that's a real challenge. And you really need to be proactive at controlling that. And so that's everything from minimizing the length of your the calls that you're on. If you're on Zoom calls, WebEx calls, Microsoft Teams, you know, calls, Google Meet calls, schedule those. Or if you have the influence to get others who are scheduling meetings to also use this kind of system, try not to schedule an hour long meeting. Make it, you know, a 40 minute meeting. Uh, people typically won't fill in that other 20 minutes with another meeting and then you get yourself back some time to, you know, go get a coffee or go for a walk or whatever. Also put a firm limit on the length of your workday as well. Really make sure that you are basically saying, okay, I'm going to finish up at this time and then close things up. Don't keep on working all day. And the other one is to take some vacation time. A lot of organizations are encouraging that as well, where you want to take some many days and maybe some several weeks off if you can, just to get a distance on all of this work that you've been doing and really start to focus more sort of on yourself. And I, I've got numbers of episodes here and I've been sharing on social media that there's sort of 14 or so that are really appropriate to this period of time during this pandemic. And I've included ones like mindfulness and meditation. And listen to those if you have already. Listen to them again, because you really want to make sure that you're focusing on the here and now, that you're not concerned about what happened in the past and that you're not worried about the future, that you really focus on the here and now, your body, your mind will react to that way more positively. You'll have a lower heart rate. You'll have lower blood pressure. You'll just feel better if you do that. Also, if you're getting into, you know, hobbies, a number of us have now developed other hobbies during this period and get into hobbies that can really get you in the flow as it's called, right? Where you can be so immersed in that. It might be doing some music. It might be doing some art. It might be doing, you know, some, some video gaming, but anything that just completely captures your attention and that you're immersed in it and you don't even have a sense of time anymore while you're doing that. And that'll also get you out of this whole sense of everything going on in the world and really letting you focus on a single activity and as a result, glean the benefits of that psychologically as well as physically. I'd also like to suggest that you reach out to others. Many of us, no matter what our current situation is, our own current mental state, are in a better place than a lot of other people. There's a lot of pain and suffering, and a lot of people are, you know, by themselves, uh, looking at the four walls around them and uh, not able to interact with others, reach out to them. And the simple act of connection, even if it's a digital connection, like on a, a Zoom call, for example, and try not to do it as a phone call, try to make it as close as possible to what would be an in-person sort of getting together. Get somebody you know out of their own day-to-day -to -day today, 
sense what they're saying, like for example, on, on social media, if you're sensing that a friend or a colleague or a family member is really getting down or is really, really stressed, DM them, you know, reach out to them, suggest that you have, you know, a Zoom call together. And you might not have all kinds of ways of fixing the situation that might be making them stressed, but you can help them to get some distance on it, to get distracted from it for a while, and also even maybe give them some ideas on how they could approach the situation. Because even if you're not, you know, a, a professional at doing this, a lot of the time people are so immersed in their own situation, they're not thinking of other alternatives. And you could suggest some of those other alternatives, other ways of seeing the situation they're in, that might make a huge difference to them. And during this kind of period, it's incredibly important to realize that the range of reactions to this sort of environment is really, really wide. And some people are dealing with this just perfectly fine, in fact, are being really effective during it and are having really no or not many real problems with it. And there's other people that are just on the complete opposite end of that continuum who are, you know, suicidal, who are just so stressed that they can't even do whatever they're needing to do. And so some of those people obviously need to have professional help and you may want to encourage them to seek that professional help as well. But if it's not to the point where it's in a situation where they need professional help, you yourself can make a difference just by reaching out to a friend, a family member, or even a colleague. So I would suggest that you give that some thought. Think about it right now in terms of who that you know that you may have seen post things, for example, on social media that makes you think that you'd want to sort of reach out to them. I've been doing that for the last numbers of months and the reaction is really, really positive where somebody is like, thanks so much for, you know, caring uh, to reach out. And some of these people I know well, other people I don't really know at all. They're really just a connection on social media as well, but they are a, they're a human being. They're somebody I care about because they are hurting and we should be helping people that are hurting. So reach out to others. And one of the real benefits of doing that, not only for them, is that you'll feel better by doing that as well. Because the number one way of us feeling better and happier is actually doing something for someone else. And I've had that theme through many of the podcast episodes that we've done here. So reach out to others that are in need. And the other part of that is actually number five, is to think about what you can do, not just for your own situation, but in a bigger way, not even just for a single person, but for society in general. Are there some things that you think could really make the world a better place? You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, can't wait for this thing to be over and we'll go back to normal. I'm not sure that normal our old normal is even that desirable. Yeah, there's certain things about it that are, but there's a lot of things that we could improve in our societies and in our, our world. There's a whole set of themes that we each, I think, have some passion for. 
Those of you who follow me on Instagram uh, will know that a topic of mine is animal rights and veganism. And I am passionate about really getting into that topic to make the world a better place by removing the suffering and death, the unnecessary suffering and death of you know, millions and millions and millions of animals. So that's something that really is a passion of mine and I'm devoted to, and I'm putting a lot of effort into doing that. Now, one of the other benefits of doing that, if we actually had a number of people going vegan, is that we would be able to prevent the next pandemic. You know, if we don't like this one, we're probably really not going to like the next one. And one of the really good ways to prevent the next one is to not be abusing animals. And it isn't only just, you know, wild animals, it's all also animals in animal agriculture. So anyway, that's a really important topic to me. And I think you choose whatever you have as your passion. And it may be even things like, I have some friends on social media that do an amazing job they're also vegan, actually, but they want to feed people who are lacking in food. They may have lost their jobs. They may have, you know, whatever whatever happened during this pandemic. There's been a huge increase, particularly in the United States, that doesn't have as strong a social net. Focus on trying to help people so they even just have the basics like food. And there's uh, one woman that I'm really impressed with who every... Sunday, I think it is. They have this massive food distribution event uh, where they have fresh produce that comes from, you know, the major chains that, that were left over and they feed a whole lot of people. So doing something really good, focusing on something positive, feeling better themselves uh, after doing that. But that's, that's a whole other area that if you're sitting around thinking, oh, you know, when's this going to be over? And, you know, I'm just all, you know, absorbed in, in my own thought about it. Choose a topic like one of these that I'm talking about. Anything that really is meaningful to you and get involved. A lot of this you can do digitally. Some of it you need to do sort of in person. But a lot of that you can do do digitally. So get heavily involved in something that is really meaningful to you that can contribute to improving the world. And think about as we start to get out of this particular pandemic, how wonderful it would be if we had a world that was so much better in reducing suffering, reducing inequities, improving racial equity. Uh, there's just so many of those sorts of issues that have come to the fore that I think we have a huge opportunity to actually make a difference with now. And I would suggest you choose one of those that are meaningful to you and just immerse yourself in it. You'll make the world a better place. You'll make yourself feel a whole lot better uh, as well. So those are just some ideas, some five themes that I just shared with you. And as I said earlier, also look through the other 107 episodes that I've done here. If there's a particular topic that is a challenge for you, if there's a particular topic that you'd like to really focus on and improve upon, go back to the catalog of now 107 episodes and uh, re-listen. Or if you haven't listened to them before, go and listen to those you know, as well. And continue to stay connected with me. I blog at carlvradenberg.com. 
And you can also contact me uh, there. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn with my first and last name, Carl Vradenberg. Also the same thing for Instagram and Twitter. And you can also go to the Life Habits Facebook page and also the group there as well to connect with not only me, but others that follow this podcast series as well. And of course, go into the Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcast player you are currently listening to and provide a rating and a comment with regard to what you think of this podcast series. And if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like me to address, especially also even during this whole period of the pandemic, send me an email at lifehabits at gmail.com and I will add that to the list of topics to address on this podcast as well. So stay safe, stay positive, follow these five ideas that I gave you, and we'll talk to you next time, and bye for now.